Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. This is in continuation with my previous episode. Do continue to listen to it because you will absolutely love it like I'm sure you did the part 1. Okay Preeta so now tell me um I before you know I kind of get you to talk a little bit about Ank um I know that and I've read somewhere that you had quite a nasty experience um in in bombay while you were commuting on a you know on on a on a train um city train so um do you want to just very briefly talk about that and yes, yes. what exactly happened you know how did you uh, bounce back from that experience yeah So actually you know I when I came to Bombay and I found the kind of freedom you could go anywhere you liked at any time you like nobody would bother you nobody people would mind their own business and you could move out so freely it was like you know as if I've come home I just loved the city from the point go uh, but you know one has to be you know uh, has to be have to, one has to be careful maybe we were not so careful maybe I was not so careful because you see the theater is always a night thing and you know the second show always gets over late so uh, there was this play i was involved in backstage not on stage i was helping backstage and the play got over and i lived in the other really the other side of the uh, city uh, which was you know kind of uh, about hour and 45 minutes away by local train from where the theater was where prithvi was really it was a show at prithvi and uh, the show got over at around 11:30 and uh, we said oh really late really late so rush to the uh, to the to the uh, station to catch the the train and there were two three other people with me and i said i was planning to tell them that look you one of you come with me right up till church gate which is the last station that i needed to go to then get off and go to my i was living in a working women's hostel at that time which was a really nice hostel so but because as soon as we landed on the station there was this train about to chug out so we said oh let's catch this so we when we ran we got into different compartments so i couldn't tell them that you know you please come with me because it's really late and i'm a bit apprehensive so anyway i said i'll manage and uh, i got into a general compartment which, which was really full of people at that it was like really crowded at that point of time but by the time we got on to uh, like three stations before my stop it got almost completely empty and uh, i was a little appreh- apprehensive because uh, you know usually i was never so alone in a compartment but there were uh, two three other people and then just one station before my uh, station 
it became completely empty except for one man who was at the other end and i was at this end of the of the bogey and uh, then just as the train was chugging out one guy who had got off just got on again and stood at the door and uh, i don't know what made me but i just felt a little apprehensive so i was reading this book the city of joy you know that mm-hmm. about Kattara. yeah this yeah. kid in my bag and went and stood at the door near this guy i don't know why i did that because i felt that you know if there is a problem then i can jump out or if he comes in then i won't be able to get out i don't know i just wanted to be near the exit or something so i went and stood there and uh, as luck would have it between the two stations there was a signal sometimes the train stops there and right. the train did and when it did it's like uh, stopping in the middle of nowhere right uh, there's just a road uh, across the 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 railing and then there's a road and on this side on the other side obviously it's the it's the uh, tracks and there's nobody there and uh, there was this other man standing at the other end of the compartment right so while we were waiting for the train to start again this man moved towards me and i thought uh, what is he trying to do he's trying to probably snatch my bag and jump out so i moved a step back but then he didn't right. scratch my bag he just moved towards me and then he jumped out mm-hmm. and i didn't realize that he had actually touched me mm-hmm. and the bag was also intact so i was wondering why did he step out but i must have exclaimed because the other man who was standing on the end of the compartment came running and he said why are you standing here you should have been standing with me and i am wondering why this man is yelling at me what the hell is wrong right and then the guy stepped in the one who had jumped out that's what i thought the one who jumped jumped out stepped in again into the compartment and showed us a knife sure so we realized we're getting mugged right oh, both of you showed knife. showed both of you the knife yeah hmm hmm so this man before he could even say anything the other man who came who was in standing in the other side of the compartment who had come running said listen whatever you want you take don't touch her you want anything you take from me i mean uh, he said this right and i am just looking at him unbelievingly i said what what is happening i'm like right. I, i was as lost uh, so he gave that guy his money his wallet and then he told uh, this uh, man that the guy wielding the knife told this other man who was mr agarwal by the way that right. you know, tell her to give her watch and i didn't realize that i was just holding my stomach and standing so right. this man said you know please give him your watch because otherwise you know so i just put my hand out to open my watch and then we saw the blood oh gosh yeah so then i realized that when that guy had moved towards me before jumping out obviously he struck me right I so you didn't see anything human nothing nothing and you no pain oh, right right so uh, so then he just took the watch he grabbed the watch by that time the train gave a jerk to about to start and he jumped out and the train uh, uh, landed up at the last station which was church gate right and then uh, this man kept talking to me what has happened what has he done uh, don't worry i'll take you to the, uh, the 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 police and we'll go to the hospital and he he kept on talking and i, I i'm not even registering what he's saying yeah think ki what is this uh, maybe he had something in his hand and he struck me so right. maybe it's a scratch so i'll have to go home and get a bandaid or something i hope there's a bandaid in the hostel 
or right. or wake up my friend and do something something all this is going through my head and then when I, he said no let's first walk to the we have to go and tell the police so as because obviously he's been mugged we've been mugged and as i'm walking towards the police who was sitting at the end of the platform i started feeling this weakness in my limbs you know suddenly you know as if i'm not able to walk the last few steps were very difficult Mm. Oh no pain whatsoever no pain mm. whatsoever so it's, it's very difficult to comprehend that suddenly this energy is leaking out of you and you're not feeling any pain mm. Mm. so then the police said okay sit 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 there were two three guys sitting over there and then they started asking us what was happening so mr agarwal is trying to explain and by this time i'm like losing energy mm. losing energy fast and then i realized that i'm bleeding like bleeding fast Hmm. and it's not just a simple scratch it's something much bigger right to feel so right. i said no 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 uh, stop stop you have to quickly take me to hospital so he said okay fine fine so then they could not find a stretcher they could not find their first aid nothing could be found Gosh. over there yeah so said, yeah so that you have to go and lie in the station master's room right so they made me lie down on the floor in the station master's room Gosh. I'm lying down on the floor, and then I see that my salwar, my kurta, my salwar is getting totally drenched with blood. Mm-hmm. And then he he is asking me who did it. Right. Who did it? We've been mugged, so how do we know who did it? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So all, all these questions and uh, where are your parents? Where do you live? So I told them. I was able to explain to them that my parents don't live here. they live in another town and i live in this hostel so they were trying to call the hostel at that time of the night or 12 31 o'clock nobody in the hostel was picking up right and then they're trying to contact my parents and then at that time you had to do a trunk call or std or something like that hmm. and they could not get through there either so they are not able to call my folks i am telling them now you stop all this you take me to the hospital hmm. because at that time i am not scared at all Hmm. I only know that one thing in my mind my responsibility is right now to get myself to a doctor who should see me hmm. that is what is that a need of the hour so you not to call my parents your, not yeah yeah so you kept basically kept your uh, you know you there was an inner strength that kept you going yeah. yeah yeah and none of my doing it it was a automatic you see pilot yeah. is so automatic at hmm. that time i was thinking very clearly yeah very clear i was i have to get myself to a doctor i was not scared i was not apprehensive i was not scared of dying nothing 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 only clear that this is my responsibility i must do it right now right so then i told them to call mr agarwal i said he came i said aapne aapne bola aapki gaadi idhar hai kya aap mujhe le because he had mentioned in his rambling for me which was a rambling he was trying to tell me so i said you take me to the hospital right now because i'm bleeding badly and i have to be he also realized Hmm. So he said he told the police that look i don't know what you guys are doing you're not getting the ambulance nothing is happening i'm going to get my car and going to take her and you tell me which hospital i should take her to so hmm. they said fine we'll send one of our people and hmm. they took me to this gt hospital which is a government hospital so all these accident on all these uh, cases, cases have to yeah. be there yeah right right so there uh, as soon as i landed i told them get the doctor just get the doctor and so they got the doctor and as soon as he saw me he told the nurse just prepare the ot 
Hmm. So I said, okay, now fine, I'm in uh, the right hands. Hmm. So hmm. I asked him, am I going to live? Hmm. So he said, of course, of course, you will live. Later, of course, he told me that if you had delayed for 20 minutes more, you would not have survived. Hmm. But uh, at least he was quick. He was one of the residents, you know, right. uh, uh, residents. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So hmm. not, the, not the big doctor or anything, the residents who are looking after the place at that time of the night and all and of course he must have contacted his boss also and said that this case has come or whatever because Mm. he immediately decided to go in for a surgery Mm. immediate surgery and the surgery which was a major surgery because they would have to cut me open they told me later that he this guy had the pointed uh, instrument which went through my abdomen and my pancreas and my intestines all of that oh my in a slanted kind of fashion Right. So they had to open up only and find out there was no time for an x-ray or to assess the damage that had happened. They had to just right. cut me open and see what damage there is and repair it. Right, right, right. So right. it had to be an immediate surgery. So anyway, I am glad that that guy took the right decision. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. He's, you, you so, have, uh, you'll be, you know, uh, grateful to him for the rest of your life. And he, he basically <laughs> saved your life. Quite an experience and, you know, your city of dreams, um, um, you know, in a sense, um, despite the experience, you kind of uh, hung in there and you didn't leave. And, you know, you um, how long did it take you to go back uh, on a commuter train again? Yeah, that was without fear. Yeah. Without fear. I had to get somebody to help me uh, to get back on the train because, uh, you know, I used to cross the railway station at 12 o'clock in the afternoon and I used to get scared. Panic. Yeah, yeah I can understand. panic. Yeah, yeah, that's understandable. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So the fear that- and all came later. Yeah. Luckily for me, because maybe I was not... Uh, uh, you know, when you are young, things repair faster. Things repair much faster when you are younger. True. And, yeah. Uh, so it was that uh, it uh, it repaired, and uh, then I got a friend of mine to travel with me in the night. I in another compartment, he in another compartment in the night to get over that fear. Right. And right. Uh, it has to be it luck and. Uh, Almighty or whatever, I just got over it. It didn't take me really. It didn't take me uh, very long to uh, to to uh, get over this incident, and uh, I was back on my feet in a month's time. Back on my job in a month and a half. Yeah, but also your strength, you know, I mean, and the fact that um, you lived an independent life, um, you know, for, from a very young age, I think there is, there, there clearly is an inner strength, which enabled and uh, the fact that I guess all your, uh, you know, you lived in one part of the city, but your entire theater life was in another part of the city and as you mentioned earlier all of it happened at your theater rehearsals performances everything would be after work so you really um you know had no option right so that's what it's that passion to continue with your theater uh, plus an inner strength which i think probably helped you um, overcome the fear. So, yeah, thanks so much for sharing uh, this story with, you know, my listeners. 
You're listening to a fusion of stories recounted for the first time ever by some fascinating people from across the globe with me, Payo, on this very unique and special podcast series, Melting Pot. Let's sort of move on, you know, to something yeah. happier now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, tell my listeners uh, and me about your theater company because you have your own theater company you know, and it's called Ang. Uh, so do um, very, you know, quickly tell us uh, about Ang and what it stands for and what is the kind of work that you are doing with Ang um, and, you know, what kind of a future um, um, have you sort of foreseen for Ang? Because that's a part of your life, right? What I understand after 30 odd years, you've also um, finally taken, you know, broken that cord and you no longer have a corporate uh, <laughs> job <laughs> to yeah. every morning. Am I right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So all your focus is now on your theater company. So. Um, yeah, so, you know, um, to, I, I, this, this um, particular episode will go into two parts, <laughs> but I'm, I'm happy for that uh, because, you know, I'd like my listeners to, uh, to know about Ank. Yeah. So it uh, it uh, it's uh, it's surprising. Basically, you know, I, I probably uh, wanted to be an actor, always wanted to be an actor, but I didn't think I'd be handling a theater group and handling the theatre group is, you know, is struggling against a lot of odds. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, compared to just being an actor, and um, it, it's very different to just be an actor, be there for rehearsals, be there to perform, and get your whatever remuneration, go home and be happy. But to run a theatre group is a totally different cup of tea altogether. Right. I never really bargained for this. But uh, when I uh, joined Ankh, because... Uh, in IPTA, like, you know, roles were coming, still far between. And in Ankh, I got a chance to do a lot of good roles. So in three years, where I'd just done three roles in, in the Indian People's Theatre Association, in Ankh, in three years, I had done six plays with major roles. Wow. So, oh, yeah. So it began from there. And, you know, it sometimes directors uh, wait for um, the right actors to join them. And when the right actors join them, then they dream of doing many more plays with this cast. So it was like that. You know, there must be a lot of, uh, I don't know what it is, coincidence or things coming together or the universe is making some equations happen. I really don't know because when I joined Ang, there were a few other people also who joined at the same time. And we became a very good team, all of us. And uh, were able to do a whole lot of plays together under Dinesh, Dinesh Thakur's direction. And uh, they, that again became another chapter in my, if, if IPTA was, say, you can say primary school or secondary school, then Ankh became my, you know, graduation and university for uh, uh, my learning, theater learning. So right. right. And, uh, and each role that I did, I mean, uh, I, I, I lived each of those roles and I remember the lines of all of those roles even today. because. Wow. Yeah, it was so, it was so much, uh, uh, you know, um, it had an with such intensity, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the corporate yeah. life was going on. Luckily for me, in the corporate world, the kind of bosses I had, uh, had some kind of an inclination towards art or whatever. 
they uh, if not encourage they at least most of them tolerated my <laughs> and you probably gave them free invites <laughs> yeah i did yeah But i had to also reconcile myself to another aspect that i am not going to uh, get you know hugely uh, um, uh, promoted like my right. other uh, colleagues because i am not going to give that much time to my job because mm-hmm. i will work from 9 to 5 and i give my best but after 5 i am not going to sit for another 3 hours or 2 hours like everybody else did Right. so uh, i would be promoted and i would be promoted in the normal course but i would not get you know double promotions like some you know really fast moving colleagues that i had so i had to you know take that kind of a balance you know i had to tell myself that i had to take a make a choice there that uh, you know whether i wanted to really rise up that fast and uh, but for me theater was more important i'd rather rise up faster here right i i had to make a little bit of a choice there and i just uh, i mean my my father even today says you know if you had given more time and you would have been more committed here you would have been you know like head of this department or that department or whatever uh, i said but i don't know whether i would have been happier right yeah yeah <laughs> so absolutely yeah I would have been head of whatever department maybe the finance or the hr or whatever or i would have had made me me making more money and all but would i really have been happier i don't think so yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you, obviously there's um you know theater is what fulfills you and i think that's yeah that's obviously you know that's where your your love is and that's yeah. where it should uh, you know that's the direction i i get that totally yeah so, so, so i have i have known people who are really really passionate about their corporate jobs but you know the corporate job at some time is going to come to an end and then i've seen them looking so miserable and unhappy mm. that's another thing i didn't want to be i had to have a passion which you know i could do wherever whenever and it had no age bar and i thought this was it yeah yeah so uh, so it continues to be so and now right now there are completely different kind of challenges because uh, after dineshi passed away then uh, um, you i had to take up take up the running of the group so right luckily for me i mean i will again say dineshi was ill for 4 years and uh, yeah. it was not a very good time dinesh uh, dinesh thakur right dinesh thakur my husband yeah. yeah uh, it was not a very good time but i would not say that it was a completely miserable time either because he was not all the time ill and he taught me a lot of stuff while we were while while he was sick mm. and uh, as as a as a as a couple as a we came much closer and mm. you know learned so much from him in those four years when he mm. was sick right right so the kind of challenges right now are to keep the theater going right uh, and keep doing more interesting work not only for the for for each one of us as a part of the team in the right. theater group but breaking new ground for the group itself mm. like uh, we started doing uh, solo shows we started doing uh, shows with uh, with you know only two people and uh, and working with different kind of actor uh, directors and right. different kind right. of genre, genres you know yeah right. uh, so uh, uh, breaking new ground all the time and we are still doing that 
um and of course the major part of the challenge was to keep the show going the finance should keep on coming there should be you know the resources you have to tap some resources because having a ticketed show having many ticketed shows is not enough to keep the theater group running in yeah. any country i think that is a problem yeah, uh, in india more so hmm because uh, we don't have that many theater theaters uh, conducive right. theaters and that many dates in in the theaters which are really viable theaters right that that right. continues to be a challenge and then to also to keep the flock together the team together yeah. we've got good theater we've got good actors but they must stay there and they must give their best to us yeah and also you know there has to be a newness um all the time because you have to keep reinventing if you want uh, your you know your actors as well as the audience uh to stay engaged with you i think you have to keep reinventing um, absolutely you're right pile every role that you do every new play that you do you have to reinvent yourself you have to start with a blank page for every new play yeah you have to tell yourself okay i have this experience i'm a good actor but let me forget all this let me understand what is required now in this play who who is this character that i'm doing right so you you have to reinvent and try to go out of your way to do out of your comfort zone you know do things which you've never done before hmm. things which you know are going to be a problematic for you right and then how how do you overcome that that's a challenge yeah correct exactly. yeah that's uh, that's absorbing that's a challenge and uh, then working with different directors they demand different things out of you right they want you to you know get uh, uh, they will also push you out of your comfort zone they will mm-hmm. demand uh, th- things they'll push you into places where you've never been before so uh, that is interesting and then uh, then if you again work with a completely new director who probably is doing his his or her play for the first time that's another different kind of challenge right and yeah. then coordinating with the director and the actors because you know it's very easy you know theater is very very personal we are you know into each other's private place spaces so if people are uh, used to working in a certain way and when they get into a team they have to work differently then you're treading on people's toes and they are treading on yours so you have to have a attitude which is you know affable amiable which can you know you is flexible basically right and then you that can bring out you bring out people right uh yeah and the best in people i guess the best in people yeah 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 i know that makes a lot of sense yeah interesting there, there is in a lot of room for disagreement there is a lot of room for all kinds of squabbles so you will have to make your way through all of this and people's egos yeah all of that yeah it's a different kind of world but um, if you have to get something going something beautiful something creative put it up there something beautifully creative you have to balance all of these things and find your way through it yeah yeah and so then the yeah i think uh, we thought was of you know i thought was that we've got to train people because if we need to, we need to keep having good actors people uh, they need to be trained properly hmm. i have had a different kind of background a different kind of training i learned as i went along and i got those enough opportunities to learn 
right uh, but i see a lot of actors now coming and uh, they don't learn because they don't have that kind of attitude they feel that oh they've got this role they've learned right there's so much they do not know right so we've started these workshops where you know we give a systematic systematic training to people hmm but and is that is it specific to theater or uh, it could you know i mean they could also um uh, with this training get into television or cinema or whatever absolutely they can get into television they can get into cinema because when you are uh, acting or performing on tv and you're performing on film then you know there are enough technical people to tell you how you must be facing how you should be moving because the movement there is totally different correct correct yeah, yeah. but the emotional quotient is very much the same mm-hmm. and the emotional quotient that theater uh, trains you for is what is going to come in great use on uh, tv and on, in cinema because there they are not going to train you on the emotional quotient right they'll tell you on the technical aspects they'll teach you the technical aspects but the emotional quotient they will not be able to give you so mm-hmm. if the most important thing in acting the emotional quotient that you can get only from theater right right yeah yeah i get that yeah wow so so That's, the work uh, so we started these workshops hmm. and uh, it's interesting because uh, although we are training people we also get to learn a whole lot i mean i've got a couple of my colleagues also i've involved them also into training people and i get to learn so much more i am beginning to explore us a lot more about literature hmm. and uh, now i have picked up stories in its stories we've picked up because we we've been picking up stories to train people so we've picked up interesting stories now to you know do dramatized readings in especially especially in this covid times when we are all right. at home yeah yeah so we are using that uh, experience uh, to train and to uh, do dramatized readings and uh, when this whole covid thing gets over it's going to be a different world i don't know what we are going to do we have to think about that now yeah Yeah. <laughs> this I guess this time is allowing you to to reflect and see, you know, um depending on how things pan out, um for you to see if you can, you know, change things around and yeah, and and yeah. adapt to the new way of life if there is going to be a new way of life. So yeah, no. Thank you so much Preeta. I mean it's just been a very riveting conversation um and it's been you know really interesting um to hear uh snippets of your life because clearly these are snippets <laughs> but um very uh interesting snippets and you know I wish you all the luck and you know I hope Ank goes from strength to strength with your um, your uh, you know leading the whole um, whole group and um, and um, yeah just keep experimenting keep trying you know within your 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 world keep trying different um things yeah and you know i'm sure um every stage is going to be a new learning absolutely absolutely forward to um uh, you know all the new things that ank and you um are uh, are going to bring for us so thank you once again preeta 
Thanks, Pahel. Lovely to be chatting with you. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, likewise. Okay. That's yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll be in touch. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye, dear. Bye. Bye. Talking to Preeta and listening to her recount snippets of her life, which clearly has been so driven and continues to be driven with her unwavering passion for theatre, makes it such an inspiring journey for me. For her to have found her calling at such a young age and how she has worked her way towards making it a reality makes you believe in what is always said. In life, nothing is impossible. If there is determination to make things happen, you can make things happen. Hope you've enjoyed this chat with Preeta. So until the next episode of Melting Pot from another part of the world, this is Pyle signing off. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.